Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 18th of August. Today, apparently, no one wants to make a decision. The Rugby League Commission won't decide where to host the NRL Grand Final, Alastair Clarkson won't decide who he wants to coach next year, and Elon Musk did make a big decision, but he's probably just winding us up. But first... This year, we've seen the conversation about transgender athletes go into overdrive. Everybody's talking about it. World swimming governing body FINA implemented a policy only permitting athletes who have transitioned before the age of 12 to compete. Rugby league followed suit, banning transgender athletes from international competitions. And there probably isn't a sporting code around the world that hasn't raised the issue in some way, officially or unofficially. But an important voice just joined the conversation. Elia Green, a star in Australia's Olympic gold medal winning women's rugby sevens team at the 2016 Olympics in Brazil, has transitioned to male and has spoken about the current discussion surrounding transgender athletes in sport. Banning transgender people from sport, I think is disgraceful and I think it's hurtful. You know, I think that the rates of suicide and mental health will get even worse. Green said he was encouraged to speak out about his journey because he is now a father to his daughter Waitui and he wanted her to be inspired by her dad's bravery in speaking out on the issue. Elia admitted to dealing with depression since retiring from rugby at the end of 2021 and currently has no plans to return to playing or coaching. But nevertheless, his is a voice that should be heard and celebrated on the issue of transgender athletes in sport. Last night at a clandestine meeting at an unknown destination somewhere in Sydney, mysterious power brokers were set to decide the fate of this year's NRL Grand Final. That sounds intense. Nah, not really. It was just the Australian Rugby League Commission getting together at NRL HQ to decide whether to punish the New South Wales government for reneging on their agreement to fund the redevelopment of suburban Sydney Rugby League grounds by taking the NRL Grand Final to Brisbane. So? We need more time. Yep, decision deferred. The commission were clearly not at their productive best last night, deciding to delay making a decision till this afternoon on where the last game of the season will be played. With the game less than two months away, fans are anxious to purchase tickets for the event, but you can't buy tickets for a game that has no venue. So the pressure is on the commission to decide fast. And speaking of needing to make a decision... It's time for a Clarko update. It's time. To make your decision. The North Melbourne Kangaroos and the Essendon Bombers both have their sights set on AFL super coach Alastair Clarkson. Kangaroos president Sonia Hood spoke to Channel 7 last night about where the club stands on their pursuit of the man who played 93 games for the club. We're pretty confident we'll know something by the end of the weekend and we're really happy with the way things are going. We think we've presented well to him, he's presented well to us and we understand where each other's at and we'll see how that plays out. And club legend Wayne Carey told the Triple M Midweek Rub that he thinks Clarko is a pick-and-stick kind of coach. If Alistair Clarkson had, was, was a fair way down the track with North Melbourne, knowing Clarko and knowing the way he conducts himself, I'd be very surprised if he did a backflip. Acrobatics aside, Clarkson is currently back in Adelaide dealing with a personal issue, but was non-committal on a timeline for his coaching future. It's secondary what I'm dealing with in, uh, in terms of the, the mates and, um, and what that community's got to deal with, so um, we'll keep everything in perspective. Eh? This is a private members bar exclusively for the supporters of the greatest football team in the world, Manchester United. Well, formerly the greatest football team in the world, because if you haven't been paying attention, 
Manchester United kind of suck these days. Opening day defeat. Manchester United won. Brighton two. The Red Devils are currently last in the English Premier League after beginning the new season with losses to Brighton and a 4-0 thumping at the hands of Brentford, a team many pundits expected to be relegated this year. And with an upcoming game against league powerhouse Liverpool, things are looking pretty bleak for the once great club. So, understandably, the loyal fans are hoping and praying for a saviour, someone or something that can pull the club out of the toilet and restore it to its table-topping glory of years gone by. Well, careful what you wish for. Like my Wikipedia page says business magnate. What would you call yourself? I'm a business magnet. <laughs> Can someone please change my Wikipedia page to magnet? Elon Musk, the world's richest person and simultaneously the world's biggest nut job, has sent the internet into a spiral yesterday when he casually tweeted, quote, I'm buying Manchester United. You're welcome. End quote. The current owners of Manchester United, American billionaires, the Glazer family, have valued the club at $4 billion. Now, Elon's net worth is currently around $270 billion, so I reckon he could find $4 billion down the back of his couch. What the hell, it's only pocket change, right? (laughs) Now, Musk is known to throw out the occasional half-brain tweet, and he's currently in the process of trying to back out of a $44 million deal to buy Twitter itself. So the United fans might not want to pop the celebratory champagne just yet. In fact, yep, Musk has actually since confirmed that the tweet is part of a long-running joke on Twitter and he's not buying any sports teams. You're not funny. And that is your Fast Fun Hitters Walk for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.